Well, hey everyone, and welcome to episode number 16 of our weekday series called Your Questions, God's Questions. This is uh, episode 16, so this is the 16th question that has been asked. And uh, thank you so much for all of you who have submitted questions. You can keep on doing that at citypointchurch.ca slash contact. You can also reach out to me by phone or by email. You will find that information on our website at citypointchurch.ca or Facebook um, at City Point Quebec. And we do put these on our website and we post it on the Podbean and Apple Podcast platforms as well. So you can subscribe to those and get those uh, the, uh, right on your phone as soon as I post them. So uh, thank you so much for participating. I encourage you to share this with others as well because most of the questions that people ask others have asked before uh it's very rare that you get a question that has never been asked about you know god christianity the bible most of the questions that have been asked have been asked by many many people before so they're pretty common um so tonight we're going to deal with the question how can one religion claim to be the right one so, for example, um, you take the three monotheistic religions, the most popular ones in the world, uh, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. Well, Islam will make the claim that it is true and that other religious views are false. Um, Judaism, at least conservative Judaism, will make the, the case uh, that that their God is the right God and that the rest of the gods aren't. And Islam will do the same thing. Uh, in Christianity, you have uh, a very clear statement by, by Jesus, for example, and he says in John chapter 14, I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me that is an exclusive claim um peter would say uh in acts chapter 4 while he was being interrogated uh after doing a a a miracle in public and healing a man who was crippled from birth uh, peter would say there is no other name under heaven by which we must be saved except the name of jesus that's a pretty exclusive claim so how can, if we take the Christian faith, how can you, you, you Christians, for example, say uh, that your way is the right way and everybody else is therefore wrong? I mean, that's a pretty arrogant thing to say, isn't it? Um, and for that matter, how can any religion make any kind of exclusive truth claim? Uh, don't all religions teach the same thing in general? Don't they all lead to the same God, if that God even exists in general. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty bold statement to say, well, we're right and everybody else is wrong. Um, what's being done uh, uh, in, in Christianity is not that. So you don't have examples of people uh, in, in the New Testament, for example, saying, condemning other religious views and saying your views are all wrong and uh, we're right and uh, all of you you're all going to hell and only we're right and we have we have a corner on the truth and everybody else is wrong and that's not what they did but they did believe 
the early Christians believed it. Uh, Jesus made this very exclusive truth claim. They did believe that there was one way to get to heaven. There was one way to be saved, and that was exclusively through Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And the early followers of Jesus died for that belief, and that belief continues uh, today. It is indeed an exclusive truth claim. But do we see these first century believers in the book of Acts, for example, and do we see Paul, do we see Peter uh, telling people who are of different religious views, you guys are all going to hell, we're right and you're wrong. Uh, That is not what they did. Uh, Example, Acts chapter 17, and there you have the apostle Paul, and he is in front of a, certainly a pluralistic Uh, or a polytheistic uh, audience of people believing in many different gods, and it was somewhat pluralistic, which meant to say, means to say that all these different religious views are equal. Well, today we live in a polytheistic culture, we live in a pluralistic culture, and it's very offensive to us uh, if anybody says that they have the truth and everybody else is wrong. But is that what Paul did in Acts chapter 17? No. What he did was he saw all of the different idols there to all of these different religions and so on. And he saw one that said to an unknown God. And he said, what you worship is something unknown. I'm going to tell you who that is. And he goes into a little a little sermon, if you will, about Jesus Christ of Nazareth, about the way of salvation about his resurrection from the dead and about future judgment. He didn't compromise the message at all. But he didn't stand up on a box and shout at people and say, you're all wrong and I'm the only one who's right. and You're all condemned and I'm not. That's not what he did. Okay, but for sure, the belief that uh, uh, there is an exclusive uh, truth and that that truth is in the person of Jesus, this is definitely taught in the Bible. But the way that this is to be communicated is ever so important. Now, you say, but how can that be true? You know, Jesus made this claim, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Wow, what an arrogant claim. What an egomaniac, you know, claim. What a megalomaniac that would have been, you know. Like, what kind of a claim is that? I mean, it, person can make the claim but is the claim true islam makes exclusive truth claims but are the claims true other religious views uh, cults make uh, exclusive truth claims are the claims true well what the early believers uh, uh how they wrestled with that and how we wrestle with that today is they had in their uh set of convictions uh the major piece of evidence for them was the historic resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Because of that event, the bodily, physical, historic resurrection of Jesus from the dead, those people put their lives on the line with the belief that he was the only way to salvation. And uh, that is the crux of the matter. If we have a historic, bodily, actual uh, uh, resurrection from the dead in the person of Jesus of Nazareth, then we have an intellectual right to claim that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through him. Why? Because he backs it up uh, 
by being raised from the dead. So it may sound like a very offensive thing for us to say this today, but just because something is offensive doesn't mean that it isn't true. It could still be true, even though it might be very, very offensive. Um, and there's a lot of truths in life that are offensive. And why is spirituality accepted from that and uh, sort of exempted uh, from that? It certainly isn't. If there exists spiritual truth, then it is likely going to offend people. Well, in in Christianity, what is being taught is that because of the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, his claim to being the exclusive way, truth, and life are true. So we really have to base our, our argument on the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, and that is a subject uh, for another day. How do we know that the resurrection is true? But at least you understand the rationale now. So if there's Christians on the other end of this camera, no, you don't run around and tell everybody else they're wrong and you're right. That's quite arrogant. What you do is you run around and you tell people, I believe Jesus rose from the dead and I believe he is the way, the truth, and the life because of it. And uh, that's what you do. Uh, but you don't run around and condemn other people. On the contrary, you try and find ways to teach Christianity to people through whatever avenue you can find in culture. And if you're not a Christian, you're on the other end of this camera and you're just curious uh, in no way do we see uh, the Christian message presented in an arrogant fashion in the pages of the New Testament at all. It certainly isn't compromised, but it is not presented in an arrogant fashion. So I hope that that brings some clarity and some understanding uh, to this whole thing. And, uh, you know, we'll talk about the resurrection, maybe another subject, another day, another sermon for another time. Uh, but uh, until we uh, we meet again, I'll take a day off tomorrow in lieu of Canada Day, and we'll see you again on Thursday for your questions, God's questions. Until then, God bless you.